Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Money FM Saturday Morning Show with me, Neil Humphreys, and my good friend and colleague, Dan Coe. Very, very happy about the guests we have now. Yep. Joining us in the studio is Netball Singapore's new president, recently elected, Trina Liang, and Singapore Netball Team Vice Captain, Akila Andin, to talk about the future plans for netball. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great. Okay, let's start with Trina. You're the new president. I believe you took over... From Jessica. Jessica. Who was president for 10 years. And this was only last week? Uh, Well, yeah, um, about a week ago. Right. So let's start with that. I looked at your resume. It is extraordinary. Maybe you can give our listeners a brief, because it's very long, a brief background of what you do in the business community. And also you sit on a number of boards. And then tell us how you got into netball. Okay, um, so I sit on um, the G20 representing women. I also represent MINDEF with Accord, which is the community relations for national service. So those are government-appointed roles. The boards that I sit on include um, SRT, the Singapore Repertory Theatre, the Community Foundation of Singapore, which looks at philanthropy, World Wildlife Fund, WWF, and a few others. How did I get to netball? Frankly, I was going to play basketball till one of my good friends told me, why don't you join us in the netball team? I'm going to, you know, going to try out. Mm. I said, no, I'm going to play basketball. I want to play <laughs> basketball. This was when I was um, 13 years old. And she didn't take no for an answer. And I got dragged into the netball trials. Mm. And that's how I started at the age of 13 in school wow. um, in Algang. Um, my school is St. Joseph's Convent. Yes, I know. Yeah. And that right. was, for many decades, the netball school. Um, and I was really intimidated going into netball. That's why I chose basketball. Mm. Um, but like my, like I said, my friend refused to, to take no for an answer. So yeah. that's how it all started, really. Right. Yeah. And staying with that, Trina, I have a soft spot for netball for many, many reasons. One, believe it or not, I played it at university. Well, it, wow. it mixed mixed <laughs> netball, which was fun. Right. And my daughter's just taking it up. But more importantly, as a rookie reporter at the Straits Times many, many years ago, I used to liaise with the formidable Ivy Singh Lim. Oh, she's a legend. Yeah, indeed. When she (laughs) ran Netball Singapore and Singapore was competing at Asian level. And I remember the first time I met her at the Straits Times sports desk, she met all of the journalists and we were all intimidated. And she said, I can see this Angmo staring at me with his blue <laughs> eyes. I was utterly terrified of this woman. I still am when I, I, when I go to Bollywood still. veggies and yeah. all that. So I, I think it's fair to say she set the standard and then that's been maintained over the years. Netball is going from strength. Yeah. You're the new president. Yeah. What are your plans? Or hopes? Yeah. Actually, before Ivy Singh Lim, there was a legend of a president as well. And her name is Daisy Tan. That's right. And again, you know, I think with that foundation of really, really good presidents from Daisy to Ivy to Jessica, I have really, really big shoes to fill. I'm really taking what they have put into place, really supporting the elite teams, looking at how we expand um, into the community and also improving our technical skills or so coaching, for example. These are things that they have set into place and these are things I will continue with. 
The one thing I do want to focus on in my term is to look at funding for netball. Mm. We do get government funding, so netball needs about, about say, $2 million a year mm. in operating costs. Wow. A million comes from the government, right. from um, uh, Sports Singapore, and we ourselves raise another million. Uh, the ratio is, a, at this point in time, about 1.2 to 1, with us raising 1.2. Um, I really want to push it to about 1.5. Mm. And um, I, I'm looking at the philanthropy roadmap. Like I said, I sit on the board of um, CFS, which looks at philanthropy in a long-term kind of um, strategy, strategic viewpoint in Singapore. And one of the things I realize is that sports only gets about 1%, less than 1% of philanthropic money wow. in Singapore. And wow. we really need to push up that number to make corporates, to make individuals, family officers realize the importance of sports in Singapore for our young people and how they become you know, really good at what they do. Yeah. Obviously, there are so many skill sets you learn when you mm. play a game. Yeah, I just yeah. want to add to that because this has been one of my bugbears. You know, one of my first jobs in Singapore was as a sports journalist for mm. the Straits Times. Yeah. I have seen, as you have seen firsthand, nothing galvanizes a nation like That's a sports right. project. Yeah. You look at Joseph Schooling. Yeah. Uh, you look just at recently Shanti, as well. Shanti, Shanti Pereira in recent well. days yeah. and, and, the, and the Lions during the Malaysia Cup days. Why is that disconnect still there that we don't quite see the the socialistic value, the community value of sport and also as a nation building project in Singapore? Because it's I mean, it's so obvious. History shows us that. Yeah. No, I I actually think we do see that. And the nation does come together. I think most recently with Shanti Williams, you know, my social media, I'm sure yours, flooded with like all these congratulations with her and and our nation celebrated. So I I do think we realise the importance of sports. What the disconnect may be is that many organizations and individuals think that the government supports sports and therefore Mm. they Mm. don't need to put money into sports themselves. But what we do um, for young people in sports is really, I mean, speaking for myself, I learned time management, I learned teamwork, I learned skills like working together towards a goal, a goal setting. Um, So the the many things that uh, you learn as a young person, mm. that you bring to your business world, yeah. which I think I have done. Wonderful. And, Fascinating. Yeah. Well, Akila, let's bring you into this conversation as well and talk a little bit about your journey into netball. Were you forced by your friend as well? Um, <laughs> not really, but I was influenced by my sister. She was in the netball team back right. in my primary school. Uh, I'm, I just come from like a very mainstream school, mm. um, but I was really tall at my age, so I think the coach wanted to pull in more players, so I just got influenced by my sister and pulled in because of my height. Right. And then I got into the Singapore Sports School where things get to get more serious. So wow. I got in Singapore Sports School due to my height again. <laughs> and I think that's where my intensive training started. Mm. Um, and from there, at 16 years old, I was um, selected to be in the national team. So that's where I started my national uh, netball career. Wow. Yeah. So I've been playing for about 11 years now in the national team. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. I <laughs> yeah. know. And yeah. again, I've looked at your resume. Lots of <laughs> medals, lots of achievements. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. One of the questions we always ask anyone sports related is how do you balance studies and training? It's yeah. a typical Kiasu question. But I can ask your one slightly differently. 
how do you balance, you know what I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> how do you balance sports training and motherhood? Because you're a mother, right? Yeah. So how does that work? I'm I fascinated. Add, I add one more. My job, it's also oh, wow. I have a full-time They're... job. Um, netball is not my full-time job. Mm. In fact, the whole team, we have our own full-time job yeah. or we are a full-time student. So yeah, it's been very challenging, I have to say, yeah. because like you have a lot on your plate. But at the same time, I feel there is a lot of um, joy doing so because I am very passionate about netball and of course I want to do well in it. But I love being a mother as well. I didn't mm. know that I have it in me mm. until I, I gave birth to my son. So I guess like throughout the years, uh, like Trina said, we learn a lot like time management and I feel that uh, self-discipline and also determination is where I gain a lot from playing netball itself. Yeah. So I feel that that's where it comes really handy right now because sometimes it gets really challenging and then I just cannot cope but I just think of being determined, being resilient and that's how I try to manage my time. Such an inspiration. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) We're talking with Akila Andin, the Singapore Netball Team Vice Captain and Trina Liang, the Netball Singapore's new president. Trina, that's a great point actually that Akila brings up, this idea that the balance. How do you balance work, studies in some cases, mm. motherhood, because netball is not a professional sport. Correct. I yes. even see it with the girls who play with yeah. my daughter. They're rushing yeah. to training from work, right. from mm. university, yeah. from polytechnic, whatever. Yeah. Moving forward, how can we try to bridge that divide? How do we make that balance a little easier for the girls? Okay. You know, I have so much respect for our national team and Absolutely. our A team because of this, the ability to balance we play against teams that are professional players. Yep. England, New Zealand, Australia. They are all professional teams. They are paid to play. Mm. We don't have that. And Singapore is a country of excellence. You know, you have to be excellent at your studies. Mm. You have to be excellent at sports. You have to be excellent at being a mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we talk about this even as we talk about how mental health issues are becoming bigger. Mm. It's going to cost us about $16 billion a year, mental health issues in Singapore. So, you know, it's a real thing when you talk about how you balance your time and how you give of yourself to certain things that you feel very strongly about. I have a little tip. I have a, a little, like, notepad on my phone. Yeah. And I have a to-do list, which I cross out. I know it's very simple, but I'm quite meticulous about it. Mm. And there are long-term and short-term things, and I actively cross them out so that I do not forget what I do and what my goals are. I also have a little book where I put in every day what I'm grateful for. Um, And it's, it's just a line with a smiley face. Sometimes I have a a sad face too for sad things. <laughs> but, um, you know, those help me along really to set my goals and to define purpose. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I'd like to ask uh, the both of you on this question as well because I believe that parents, they do play a very huge role in the success or at least the career path of their kids, right? So to what extent or, I mean, who do you think is the, re- whose responsibility does it lie? Where does the responsibility lie? Is it the mother? Is it, uh, is it the parents? Is it the government? Is it a school? to encourage or inspire kids to reach for their goals, especially in the field of sports? 
I think it comes uh, like everybody plays a part. I feel yeah. because like yes, my parents are very supportive with my. It's just not me, but my siblings taking up sports. Mm. So I think they were like a bit more carefree for us to take up any sports that we want to play. Mm. And then like yes, the government itself, with Sports Singapore, they have been really supportive with not just Netball Singapore but other associations as well. And of course, Netball Singapore played a huge part in like not only me as an athlete but all my other teammates because that the support that we are given. The program, the funding, we know that we can just play. We don't need to think about anything. Yeah. So I think all of them have to collaborate and play a part. Like they play a huge part in our careers. Mm. Yeah. And I guess with like everything that it's um, like Shanti winning and like um, other sports winning medals, it is not only an inspiration to non-athletes but also athletes itself because we see her train we see each other train we train in the same place basically (laughs) so we see each other train so it's just like um, everybody just playing a part in everybody's life yeah Yeah. and we we can all play a part by coming along to watch the Nations Cup coming up you see what I did there (laughs) see what I did there Um, he's always proud of that Trina tell us about the upcoming tournament let's get everyone down to watch it right so please come to the Maraxas Nations Cup it will be held at the OCBC Arena from the 22nd to the 28th of October the opening match is Singapore against Papua New Guinea <laughs> Any thoughts? Are you excited? What are What's your targets? Yeah. yeah, we are going for gold. We are yes. going for right. yeah. Every competition that we go, we need to go for gold. Yeah, so that's it. That's the spirit. Yeah. That's well, spirit. I'll be there with my daughter watching Akila Andin and her team going for gold. Thank you so much. Thank you, Trina Liang, the new Netball Singapore president. And just to remind you again, the Nations Cup is going to be played when? 22nd to 28th of October. Okay, get down there, get your tickets and support Team Singapore, support the girls in netball. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.